Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 87 of the Far Beyond Metal podcast. I'm your host and guide on this metal journey, Daniel Cordova. In this episode, I am recommending the San Francisco Symphonic Doom artist, Eva Torek. But first, I am welcoming yet another metal legend onto the show in Michael Stane. Michael is the frontman of the Gothenburg Swedish death metal band Dark Tranquility, most influential bands in the whole melodic death metal scene. On November 20th, Dark Tranquility released their new album, Moment. Michael and I talk about said record, video games, record collecting, and a lot more. And when I say video games, I mean we go deep on like Tony Hawk and stuff. It's great. But before we dive in with Michael, here are some of Phantom Days from the upcoming Dark Tranquility record, Moment. Hey, how are you? Hey, man. I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm sorry, I missed it a little bit. I uh, took some time to get some dinner. Oh, nice. Well, it's for dinner. Yeah. Uh, this is a Swedish specialty, uh, some kind of like chicken weird thing with a uh, uh, banana, pineapple, and uh, uh, peanuts and weird stuff. But it was good. Chicken and banana. I've never heard of that combo before. Uh, it's it's a weird super like a like a children's thing like or that I used to eat as a kid. So for some reason, like, we decided to do it today. That was good. That's oh, awesome. cool. Why not? A little little yeah. comfort food and all the uncertainty and stuff. Why not? <sighs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's needed for sure. How has your uh, your COVID situation been? I mean, Sweden is different, obviously. Um, so it hasn't been as bad as anywhere else. Um, I would imagine. Um, or from, yeah, from what I hear, like, yeah, we're, this is, um, super easy. Everything is open. Everything is kind of normal. People are just being very careful. Um, and of course we've been, I've been super busy. Like I've been in the studio most of like half of this year already. And, um, which meant, yeah, either at home writing and preparing stuff or in the studio working. So, um, I, I normally like a, a studio is kind of like a lockdown isolation thing anyway so it was just a matter of the rest of the world being in a similar situation as us for a while and, um, but other than that i mean i i really can't complain um it's it's weird it's uh, it's frustrating i miss going to the airport and traveling somewhere <laughs> you miss the airport wow i i you know what i mean i would never say that in nor in the normal circumstances but now i kind of do no, I get that. Uh, like, I definitely miss traveling and, like, just kind of the routine and then, you know, popping out of a plane somewhere new. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, yeah, shows, um, going to shows, playing shows, I think that that's the, the hardest part, without a doubt. Um, not not knowing when the next one is going to be, that kind of thing. Yeah, your, your Twitter has made me believe that you've had this time to at home to sort of catch up on your video games. Is that the case? Yeah, yeah, or at least that's what I tweet about most of the time because I get a lot of games for free. But yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, in between in between writing and kind of yeah, do working, it's been like a lot of video gaming, which is uh, which is great to catch up on stuff that um, that has just been lying around. But it's it's so that part is great, of course. But um, uh, and and it makes things a little bit easier. You you forget about the the reality for a while. Uh, one of the games I saw that you were sold on was the Star Wars Squadrons game. I was eyeing that. How's it treating you? 
Ooh, it's so good, man. It 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 really is amazing. Like if you remember, like the old like the arcade game that was what was it called? Like oh, just the Star Wars, I think, or something like that. It, it's like it's vector graphics where you you, you steer like a, a, a X-wing, and uh, I remember that being like the coolest thing in the world when I was twelve. <laughs> and then now you have that in the perfect fucking graphics, and it looks like just like the movies and stuff. And I even tried it on PSVR, and it's oh man, it's mind blowing. Um, so yeah, check it out All for right, sure. I, and I it's, and it's even like a cheap game too. It's like a thirty-five dollars or something like that. It's just uh, yeah, because it's it's kind of brisk. You know, it's a five-hour campaign and then it's multiplayer. But it's it's okay. super cool it, and you really feel it. You know, you're you're in that cockpit and uh, and of course that's been a dream since I saw those movies the first time. <laughs> so yeah, super cool. At any point, do you get to or have to fly in Anakin's episode one thing and hear him screaming over the top of it like in the uh, pod racing game from N64 days? I love that game. I really Oh, did. that like, pod I, racing I, game's I, fantastic. Yeah, I just like... Yeah, I, I played it on PC. But no, I, no, no, not not where I am yet. I haven't played the... the no, so I, I don't think Anakin is in it at all. A little disappointed um, now. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. But that would be cool. Like They, they could do a new pod racing game. I would love that. I know like they did a, a remake of it recently, but it's just kind of the same yeah. game, slightly polished. Yeah, yeah, and I and and it, I, I tried it, and it just yeah, maybe it was exactly the same, but it hasn't aged that well. So the controls were just like a little bit off, I think. But I remember loving it, and I remember the arcade cabinet with the two uh, controls that so was really cool as well. But uh, yeah, if you have do a new one, like a proper one. That's the only good part of that movie for sure. <laughs> Uh, one of the games that caught my eye that you were playing was the Tony Hawk remaster. How'd, how'd you like that? Because I, oh, I grew fuck. up on Tony Hawk and it was my, like my favorite thing in the world, although I'd never skated in my life. I, I, I used to skate for a short, short period of time, so but it's not that I, that matters when you play. But I, I mean, the new one is just perfect. It, everything feels the same. It's just as responsive and cool and great. And uh, yeah, all the levels look the same. And I, I, I mean, yeah, I play that game like a maniac and I hurt my fingers and I probably like wore out a controller to uh, doing it. I remember like that San Francisco level, I knew that by heart. So when the first time I actually got to, to like kind of that area in San Francisco to see it for real, it was uh, fucking amazing. It was uh, the cool, like the, the, that was the coolest part about it. It's like, this wasn't a game that I used to play. That kind of thing. So, <laughs> so that's uh, yeah, that's why I love it. I mean, they they did it perfectly. I mean, the Tony Hawk games just became worse and worse and worse after the two, and you know where they had that stupid peripheral. Do you remember that? Like that, you actually bought a, like a skateboard that you stood on, and that, and of course that didn't work at all, and you just felt like an asshole <laughs> standing in your uh, living room on a on a skateboard, and it didn't work. But so the, it was the only great solution to just remake the first two, which were fucking classics, and yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, I never played the one that actually involved like something you stand on. I played the underground ones, which is like the ones that had the storyline where you're like an up and coming kid. Oh yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Those were kind of cool because you could like hop off yeah. the board and do stuff. But it's just yeah, this one like the first time I nailed a 900, I was just like nostalgia. I was immediately 13 years old and I just wanted to like yeah, yeah. yeah it was fantastic. Yeah, and I mean, I, I get how they want to you know advance the series and do different things, but. It's like that's not really what you come for to those games for. It's just about the skating and just getting those tricks and the combos and and all that. And that's what you love and the music and yeah. I think that's how I got into Primus because I think Jerry's a race car driver's in there. 
It is, it is. Yeah, for me, it's probably like, yeah, Clutch was probably the first time I heard on that soundtrack and uh, a few other as well. So, yeah, that's that's a pretty cool thing to to, to have like soundtrack be that influential. I think pretty uh, fantastic. What game would you want a Dark Tranquility song in? Ooh. Or has there been one I'm not aware of? Yeah, there are actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What was it called? Like, um, ooh, Jack Black voices the main character. Um... It's a total oh. metal game. It's oh, what was that? Uh, Brutal Legend. I yes, think. Cool. yes, yeah. So they actually contacted us. It's like, oh, we want one of your songs, and this is the one. And it was like a super not obscure, but a song that we never played live, or that was just like a deep cut from one of the albums. And we we're like, fuck yeah, they did it. So yeah, so that's the one time. <laughs> I mean, it's still pretty um, cool. Oh, for sure. Especially like that, that game was not perfect, but it was still cool, you know. Um, but now I, I did I did do two songs for uh, for an upcoming game that's coming out in um, in February and that's that's gonna be kind of like very similar in tone I think to to Brutal Legend just like you know the whole idea of of playing around inside of a heavy metal or a death metal album cover basically um, and it's this studio up in Stockholm um, X um, uh, guys from who used to do the Battlefield series. Okay. Um, so, so they're they're doing a game called uh, Metal Hellsinger, and it's all about metal and like a shooter similar to Doom, uh, but it's all uh, to the rhythm and the beat of the songs that they wrote and that I sing on. So it's um, it's like you're you're kind of fighting your way way through the most hellish levels, and you have to kind of shoot to the beat to the songs. And the 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 tighter you are, the better you are at it. The more layers are being added to the music. So it started out with just bass and drums, and maybe a little bit of guitar, and then the, like, and then you kind of your tier kind of goes up, and then and you get to like the second level or the third tier or whatever, and then everything else kicks in. And by the time you get to like the seventh level, then the vocals kick in and stuff like that. So it's incredibly cool. Wow. Um, and then they it was just like a, a small studio at first, and then uh, one of the guys who worked on the music. Um, asked me through like my girlfriend's working colleague or something like that. She's like, it could be maybe you know have like Michael do some some vocals for it. That would be kind of cool. And then we did it. And I suggested like, well, this is great music. You should talk to other guys and like make a full album. So I contacted like uh, Bjorn Stryd from Soilwork and uh, like Matt Heafy from Trivium, and and they were like, oh, can can do you think we can get them? And it's like, yeah, sure. And then they got. Randall from Lamb of God, and they got Alyssa from Arch Enemy all doing songs. So this is going to be like the coolest soundtrack ever, you know, and it's probably going to outsell the the game eventually. But um, something super cool. So that that I really love, like being a part of of something cool made in Sweden, you know, uh, with a, just an amazing, super geeky metal crazed team, you know. So it's just perfect. So I, I'm really looking forward to that. That's incredible. Like, is the the final level shooting to uh, what is it, Ar- Erotomania or that whatever that Dream Theater song is with impossible Ooh. time signatures? That'd be fun. Oh fuck! Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah exactly. It just keeps getting harder, and then oh fuck that that yeah, that is something that I need to do. <laughs> uh, coming just, to actual crazy ahead, frog. Yeah. Oh, crazy frog. <laughs> no, crazy prog. Oh, crazy frog's <laughs> entirely different. Ooh, yes. That yeah, that's a, a DLC. 
Uh, coming to Dark Tranquility, of course. Uh, the, yep. This is kind of a basic question, but why is a new album called Moment? It seems like a very simple title, but it also feels very important considering the world we're in right now, right now. Yeah, it was a bit of a placeholder at first, um, like uh, last year when when I was kind of like fin- starting the lyrics and just, I, you know, I, I kind of like to have like a, a baseline or, or a starting point or a, like an overall kind of theme that I kind of start off with. And what I wanted was to to write about just how how did we get where we are today? Like what is what is it in our past, in our experience that make us choose these different paths, you know, that we're on? And how come like the world is such a super messed up place? And instead of like focusing on what actually has happened, it's more like, well, but why? Like what, how do we make these decisions? How do we make these uh, calls? And how do we um, take these different paths in life, you know? Um, and it's all about, you know, that, yeah, the moment where the past intersects with the future. And, uh, so, so that was the, the main idea. And, um, that was just something that I had so that I could have say, tell Nicholas who, who drew the cover something like that. This is what I'm thinking about. And, uh, like go nuts, you know? Uh, and then once we started uh, recording and then the pandemic hit, it, totally made perfect sense and it kind of solidified it as a title as opposed to just a working title uh, as it was before so um yeah and then a lot of lyrics actually just started to make even more sense and became more kind of poignant to me um just because of it like and i've, I've been writing about all the horrible things that we do and how we react to things and how we how we deal with change and how we deal with like new situations and how we deal with loss and um and grief and uh, and all that and then eventually just like that yeah that's part of everyday life for everyone and that was kind of scary you said you're looking into the why of everything did you what did you find can you help us i, I no, you, no, no, you know no <laughs> and that's the frustration right like that's of course that's what i would love to do and to find but that's not possible and yeah. it's not really what what it is about either it's like for me it's just it's not like asking questions it's just like like um trying to figure things out like trying to to make sense of it somewhat you know or at least like acknowledge what it is you know be, uh, uh, with us you know what um what is it about the human race that just like it's so so destructive in so many ways um and and, and i guess for me it's just a way of dealing with it like i write about it and I, and I scream about it, you know, knowing that maybe, maybe there might be a few others out there who uh, feel the same way or get something out of it, you know, and then that will make me feel better in the end somehow. And I also know with this album that you're bringing in two new guitarists and for any band, and but yeah. I feel like especially a metal band, replacing your both your guitarists seems like it'd be very difficult for all in parties involved was that your experience and like how how has the whole switch over been for you because i know the other guys have been around with you for a while yeah yeah yeah, yeah they've been touring with us for for almost three years um so of course that made made this a whole lot easier and i mean they're incredible guitar players Chris, we've known for yeah for a long time since we like did shows back in the '90s with Arch Enemy, and uh, then we toured together um, subsequent years. Johan has been around forever, like doing all kinds of bands and projects, and um, 
and and we we certainly like have a lot of things in common when it comes to music we grew up with the music we dig like guitar players we love and all that stuff so it it's super easy like when they joined us on tour we just felt like this is so natural this is just the way it's supposed to be not you know it's it's just it's not that different it's just better you know mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, like going into writing a new album, like how do you maintain, you know, the sound of tranquility, make sure that it's us and not them that kind of set the tone? Um, how do we kind of hold back on these super shred masters, you know, of guitar playing? Um, how do we kind of make sure that it, we retain the sound that we're, we, we're known for and that we love and that we uh, care very strongly about, you know? Um, so we started writing, like Anders wrote a lot of material early on, then Martin wrote some, and then, so, so we had a lot of, uh, songs and ideas, um, beforehand, and then we kind of presented that to, to the other guys so that they could like, okay, now we can interpret this and kind of make it our own and make it, um, so that it kind of fits everyone and, and, um, that it's, yeah, playable and all that stuff. And, and that was really interesting, you know? And Johan is really super creative and he wants to change a lot of things. And uh, sometimes he went like way, way, way too far. And we went like, oh, fantastic. This is super cool, fantastic song, but <laughs> it could never be on a DT album, you know, um, that kind of stuff. So it, it took a while until we kind of figured out where all of our roles are, so to speak. Uh, but eventually, I think because they are so great at, at kind of adapting, um, eventually they just totally got it you know and um it was a beautiful thing to to be a part of like being in the studio when they were doing solos for instance just like um we, we were talking about okay this is the emotional song this is kind of like the feeling and what do you want to do here and like for instance like chris just goes like i, I think i have something and it just goes off and it's fucking perfect and he goes like yeah i'm just gonna fix the thing and then it's even better you know and then oh let me do it again and it's like okay i we got it. No, 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 no. And then he does 400 new tries and everything is better than the last. So yeah, it was, uh, it was great. And it, it honestly feels like they've been, been in the band for, for 10, 15 years. Um, so, um, that, I think that the whole kind of process of, yeah, figuring out, um, your, kind of your place in the band, I think, uh, is, is done. So and I'm already looking forward to the next one where we can work together even tightly, more tightly. Was there any talk of having you help out with guitar since I know you did in the earliest days of the band? Oh, no. That would not be no. a good idea. I, I quit <laughs> for a reason. You know, I, I, I was horrible. Horrible. I could maybe talk a little guitar, like tiny little, and I can point at things, point at strings, and uh, point at, uh, at frets. And that's about it. I mean, if you point hard enough, you're pressing down on the strings, and that's how the true, notes True, true. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 sometimes I get a little bit too close, yeah. No, but it, I, I, I cannot. Like, okay. I, I know how guitars work, and I can, I can like help myself to a riff here and there. But other than that, it's no, 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 not a good idea. And I know, but I know what I like. <laughs> <laughs> you, you speak guitar. You don't play guitar, I guess. Yeah, exactly.
course, was The Wonders at Your Feet by Dark Tranquility from their album Haven. I'll have more with Michael in a moment, but first, some shameless plugs. Since the last episode, I was on a couple of things that you should check out. First, I was on Pass the Cheese with my friend Jackie. We mostly complain about cats, and it's a pretty chill chat show. You can check that out over on the Pass the Cheese Please YouTube channel. Then, and I teased this on the last episode, I was on a show called Epic Footnote Productions, where we talk about new metal. We dive deep on who we consider to be the big four of the genre and why it gets shit on. You can find that on YouTube and wherever podcasts are farmed. Now that that's out of the way, here's some more from Moment by Dark Tranquility. Before I wrap my chat with Michael, this is identical to none. Uh, this is like the longest gap uh, between albums since the band started. Was that difficult for you as like an artist? No, I think it just because it does get harder uh, every time we we um, start writing, you know, because you have to come up with something new and, um, you know, you still want it to sound kind of similar, but also totally different, you know. So it's good to, to, to take some time in between albums. But of course, we didn't really count on, on it uh, being this long. But we did, I think we did full kind of like three years of touring and it's been four years since the album came out so it's um it's been crazy like we've toured more for this album than for any of our previous ones so i think that's definitely the main reason but then also um since we kind of we slowed down touring last year in order to focus on on the writing and at one point we decided that we wanted it to be done before new year's even but that didn't work and then some other things came up um, then we were supposed to have the album out by summer so that we could have some new sweet tunes for the summer festivals, but obviously that didn't happen. So then we kind of extended a little bit and pushed it a little bit further. So it would have been three and a half years originally, and now it's four years, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it does get harder. Um, but at the same time, I, I think we're better at it. It's just like you, you need that inspiration to kind of come naturally and you cannot really um, force it, you know, and, and after touring so much, it's good to just take some time off and just relax and kind of get that feeling again where you really want to write. Um, and, um, it's only when you do that, then you actually feel, you know, that inspiration and actually come up with something fresh, you know, instead of just, uh, um, a continuation, what you did last time, you know, you need to kind of, yeah, get away from it a little bit more. Uh, on the topic of inspiration, I um, also on your Twitter, I noticed that you kind of keep up with your modern bands. Um, and mm -hmm. I feel like it's important to not get stuck in the bands you grew up with and stuff like that. Like, for example, this morning oh. you, you shared that you were listening to New Paul Bear, which is fantastic. Um, oh, fuck yeah. I've been dying. I've been waiting for that album like so long. And I, I only heard like one, like the first single. And I was like, oh, fine, fine. I don't need anything else. I'm buying <laughs> this day one. And I went to my record store today and I didn't have it, but I order it. So it's coming in a few days, but yeah. What are some newer bands that may have influenced Moment? 
Ooh, I don't know. Like for for me, it's 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 bands that are just like heavy and mean something to me where I like emotional kind of reaction to it you know um, I think in terms of like modern kind of metal bands maybe for me maybe like Job I think is one of my favorites that I kind of drew a lot of it's take a lot of inspiration from just because it's so powerful and emotional and super fucking heavy um, and and also yeah I don't know like just I also get really inspired by listening to instrumental music a lot of like psychedelic doom and um, um and sludge just because it is totally different from what we do and i cannot really pick it apart the way that i would if i listen to like a melodic death metal band where i go like mm, yeah you know because when you're in uh, this kind of you know writing mode kind of thing that's all you listen for and if it's music that it's even remotely similar to ours then you know you you have this idea of, of what you like and then and you you kind of start kind of making suggestions to, <laughs> to the bands that you're just listening to off of Spotify or whatever. It's, it's crazy. But um, so that's why I, I kind of choose to, to go a different route and listen to something that is far away from our music. And then that makes me kind of like, oh, man, I want to go back to this. Now I'm excited again, you know. So that, that works. Um, I think that's the way it works for me, at least. So can we expect a lengthy emotional doom track on the next Dark Tranquility? Uh, I don't know. Like, oh, that would be nice. Like, I love that. And but no, Doom is not really for us. There is some slow stuff on the album though, and uh, and um, and it's it's certainly heavy, but not in the same way. But it's it's there's something about that 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 does inspire me. Just trying to to do something that uh, powerful, even though our songs are half the length of a, a regular, you know, Doom track. But um, but it's like just trying to capture something like that is, is something I strive for. Uh, you seem to be a big fan of vinyl. Um, mm-hmm. Was getting the last, this one and the last Dark Tranquility record on vinyl really important to you? It always is. And, and we actually have, yeah, all the albums are, are, have, have been pressed on vinyl like, um, um, yeah, forever, uh, which is great. And something that we've always insisted on. And, and also like Central Media is such a great company and they are, you know, record geeks, and so they do a great job. And I actually saw Moment today only over Skype, but still, so it exists in the world. And it was just printed in Germany, and it's it's probably still warm. You know, it's that mm-hmm. fresh, so super cool. And um, and on Wednesday, uh, I'm going to the vinyl plant here in Gothenburg, and we're going to do this uh, special limited edition version of the album. Um, where we're going to press it ourselves and package it ourselves. And it's a very, like, totally different. It's not totally, but it's a, a different version of the album. Um, and it's super exciting just because we can. And they just opened up a plant here in uh, Gothenburg, like, uh, two years ago. So we haven't been able to use it before. And uh, now we just said, like, let's go for it. Like, what, what can you do? What is possible here? You know, what, what can you do? What kind of colors? What, what kind of uh, packaging can we do? And then we said yes to everything. So it's, it's the most expensive thing you can actually press there. <laughs> and uh, and I, I couldn't be more excited. It's going to be so much fun and, and great to be part of, like, and be in that room and kind of, like, put everything together and make, make this, like, the, the most ultimate version of the album uh, possible. And because I know there are others like me who love that kind of stuff and cannot help themselves when that comes up for sale and you're just like, I need to have it, you know? Oh yeah, I get that. And 
Yeah, cool. <laughs> I just so it's, it's super cool. Yeah. During this weird stay-at-home time, I've gotten really into my record player, and I'm just filling in gaps with like, oh, I don't have the most recent Black Sabbath album on vinyl. I should probably go ahead and get that. Oh, it's orange. Cool. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's perfect. It, it is the perfect time, you know. Just like, oh yeah, I, I need this and that, and just, and then yeah, late nights at, on Discogs, and you start kind of like, yeah, maybe I need that fucking old album that I haven't seen on vinyl in forever. Oh man, okay, yeah, it's not that expensive. Yeah, but, you know, buy button. Yeah, and that's beautiful. So yeah, listening to music I, it, uh, is um, is key to to surviving this uh, pandemic, I think. And and for, for for that reason, like there was talk like that maybe we should postpone the album until we can actually tour but yeah that's not a good idea i don't think i don't think we should should could survive like just shelving the album for now and just waiting that would be super frustrating as well and also i think it, it's a good thing to to have something out like um because yeah people are waiting and uh, hopefully comfort some or entertains others you know yeah, this whole time has got me kind of thinking about like bands and record contracts and that sort of thing because so many bands are delaying releasing an album because they can't tour, but is that just because bands are making so little from actual record sales that it's just not worth it, so they're holding everything back? Like, I almost feel like a record contract should now be revised so people can make money from physical media while no one can tour. But, you know, that to me is a fan, not on a record contract, but whatever. Yeah, I, I would like that too. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's definitely the case. You're, you can make money from selling records, of course, but it's not like it used to be, and it's, it's definitely not the, the main source of income by any stretch. And, 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 of course, touring is, you know. So, um, and you, you want to be able to go out there and promote it because then that means album sales and ticket sales because the album is fresh and people are super excited to see you, you know? Um, so of course it, it's weird. And, and once things open up, whenever that is next year, um, everybody's got a tour and it's going to be a competition, uh, you know, and, and of course not everybody has worked as much as they would have liked and maybe, you know, finances aren't as strong and who knows what venues are still around so it's yeah, yeah it's going to be weird no matter what so it might as well just put it out there you know um so it, it didn't make any sense to us to to delay anything but i'm okay with bands that do but it's also kind of frustrating some bands that i really want like the new fucking steven wilson and, and oh, i was yes. I pre-ordered it i pre-ordered it and i had like and it's coming out in september but no it's not even coming out this year i think maybe late december or early or january i, I think. think it's january it's, yeah, so it's like, come on, you know, you're not going to tour in January either, Stephen. Yeah, probably <laughs> not. I know he had like his big uh, events plan, Royal Albert probably, and his yeah. immersive and things, it, but, you know. Yeah, and I totally get that. I mean, it's super frustrating, of course, like having all this, like uh, this plan, you know, to, to just like, oh man, we're doing it, we're doing it, you know, and then, yeah, doesn't. <laughs> um, it's, I get it, but... As a fan, I'm frustrated. And we don't want to frustrate our fans. That's why we do release it. Are you guys going to do any sort of streamed thing around this album? Yeah, actually. And um, by around the album, we're talking the day after the album comes out. So cool. it's, yeah, the 21st of November, we're going to stream a, a concert here from, uh, from a theater here in the center of town, which is a beautiful, beautiful old theater. Um, and we're going to play the entire album from start to finish. Uh, for the first time and maybe last who knows cool um 
and so we, I'm really excited. Like we're gonna, yeah, um, we're, we're gonna treat it as our, as if this was the first show of the Moment tour. You know, so full production, extra everything. You know, <laughs> and you know, with all the crew coming here, all of them live in Portugal, and they can actually travel. So they're gonna come here. So we're gonna see them for the first time. They haven't worked a day since, you know, so it's just going to do this to kind of support them and to kind of keep the yeah finances somehow going, you know, so that we can actually pay our some salaries to uh, the people who work with us and and then just, yeah, and have a great time and just, um, you know, be as close as we're allowed to <laughs> to our to the fans who want to hear it, you know, and yeah. listen to it and see it. So um, it's going to be super cool. Like, and as I said, yeah, it's the it's the first show of the tour, you know, and the second one uh, to be announced. All right. Uh, thank you for joining me on my on my silly little podcast. Uh, this has been a blast. Um, I, it's I, been a pleasure, man. Thank you. The new record is is really great and a lot of fun, and I look forward to awesome. hopefully you got because I saw some tour dates for you hitting North America next year. Hopefully, one of them Sacramento, yeah. which is my neck of the woods. So if yeah. you come to town, yeah. I'll be very happy to see you then. Yeah, yeah, that tour is unfortunately canceled, but we are working on new dates around the same time, Gosh, you know, darn if, if it. possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it, you know, it's probably going to be the same, like, uh, but you know, that week or that month or something. Or something. Yeah. <sighs> Hopefully knows, not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's stay positive, people. All right. Well, I'll I'll <laughs> hopefully see you guys sometime, and uh, you have a good yes. rest of your evening. Cool, man. You too. Thank Cheers. You. by Dark Tranquility will be out on November 20th via Century Media Records. You can pre-order a copy now over at darktranquility.com that is Tranquility with two L's. And then follow the band at facebook.com slash dtofficial. Now to wrap this episode, I am recommending the San Francisco artist Eva Torek. On October 30th, Eva will be self-releasing her debut album The Devil's Mark. The album combines symphonic metal with doom and folk and is largely about mental health and depression. From The Devil's Mark, here is Dark Side of Me in its entirety. The pressure's tearing me up inside So many flaws I cannot hide I feel unworthy in my own skin Depression's creeping over me again
The Devil's Mark by Eva Torek will be out on October 30th, tomorrow if you listen to this the day it comes out. You can head to evatorek.com to find the album, then of course follow her at facebook.com slash evatorekmetal. That's I-V-A-T-O-R-I-C, metal. Thank you once more for listening to the show. If you'd like to contact me, you could head to farbeyondmetalpodcast.com. There, if you're in your band, you can hit me up to be a recommended artist. You can find all the social media stuff there as well. Past episodes, friends of the show, lots of good stuff, including a store. You can buy my logo on t-shirts. Shameless plug again. Then, of course, the theme song is Far Beyond Metal by the band Strapping Young Lad from their album The New Black, courtesy of Century Meter Records and Devin Townsend himself. Thank you for listening. A Catbox Production.